All right, welcome to the Legacy Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Evangelisti. I'm super excited, super excited to welcome my good friend, Judge Graham, to the show. Those of you that haven't heard of Judge Graham, you definitely want to go Google him after this and check him out. Judge is an accomplished entrepreneur, an accomplished author, and well, I'm going to let Judge talk about himself now. And, uh, and uh, Judge, give, give, a, give our audience a little bit of a background, a little bit about, tell them a little bit about yourself. I wrote with one, thank you for having me on. Super Absolutely. excited. Always great to connect with you. Um, I feel like we uh, have a great friendship and it's going to continue to grow. You've been a great friend in the short period of time that uh, we've gotten to know each other and excited about the future. For sure. So, uh, quick background on me been a serial entrepreneur my whole life. Started selling um, pencils when I was like in second grade. That turned into candy, it turned into beepers, watches. And then at some point in college, it turned into websites. <clears throat> and uh, started a, a company with my uh, best friend in college. That company grew to. 20, 30 people while we're in college. It's fucking crazy, right? Crazy. And uh, it failed because, and we'll, I'm sure we'll dive into this, um, I didn't have recurring revenue, right? So my scale of expenses, I couldn't keep up every, every day of, of selling fast enough. Um, parlayed that, um, hit a low time of bankruptcy, um, personal bankruptcy, and then met my uh, previous business partner, who actually had a failing um, traditional marketing agency. We took that um, over, turned it into a digital agency, scaled that to um, you know, several hundred people, flipped it to a private equity, then took that company that had about a thousand people and then flipped it again um, in, in 18 months after that. So big, big exits, right? Eight, nine figure type of exits. Um, so I really understand the growth side from an organic perspective. I understand the scale side and I understand the buy and sell side, which gives me a little bit uniqueness because I've been through two fairly large uh, sell processes. Amazing, amazing story. And, and just to give the, the listeners a little bit of a background, I mean, Judge and I, Judge was gracious enough to actually host me down, down in uh, his home a couple months ago. And it was amazing to to not only get to spend a day with you, but judge, but to, to get that background, to see where you've come from, where, what you've grown, the things that you've accomplished. But the, man, I mean, I've been through, and, and, and my listeners know because they've, they've listened to the show. I mean, I've invested millions of dollars in my self-education and the takeaways in the 12 hours that we spent together, I'm hoping in the next 45 minutes, we can get just a glimpse of the things that I've learned. And, and of course, we'll talk about your books um, and uh, the listeners definitely have to go out and get your books. But I mean, some of the things you just mentioned, number one, the recurring revenue model. Um, you know, I, I've always known about this in the back of my mind. I've always said, you know, that that seems like a, a good place to start. But man, you hammer it home in your book. Um, can we, maybe you could talk about that for, for just, just a minute. Yeah, sure. So that's just a, for plugging the books. I appreciate that. So that's yeah. Mastering Recurring Revenue is a book, and it's a quick read, right, John? You, you, it's like it eight, it's like eight it. pages. Yeah. yeah, I think I read it in two hours, but but, yeah. it, but super impactful and straight to the point, which I love about, about books like that where <clears throat> you digest them and you, and you put them right into action. Yeah, so listen, Recurring Revenue, I had to learn the hard way, right? So back to that company, um, Web Design and Development, what happened was it's project-based, right? So every freaking month, it's like, you got to repeat plus 
And what I learned was in order to sell a company, buyers want predictability, Joe, in financials. Mm -hmm. They want to say, okay, great. <clears throat> it's 12 months out. What do we have 99% confidence that our, our financials will look like? And if you don't have that predictability and that recurring, your business is massively devalued and you're constantly on a hamster wheel. And so I learned by failing that first business that, man, recurring revenue has, is critical to any model, right? And I believe there's three types of recurring revenue. You've got like a contractual, you've got subscription, and you've got membership, right? So kind of contractual service, membership, and subscription. So an example, uh, contractual service would be, uh, you know, you have an ongoing retainer you're paying uh, per month. Um, or like a Terminex, you pay them a monthly for a service to come out, right? A membership would be something like a mastermind, a, uh, you know, an ongoing course or curriculum. You're paying a monthly dues to be a part of something to have exclusivity and membership um, access. And the subscription would be like iTunes, right? You're subscribing um, to that service every month to get the music, you know, or, or a Amazon service. So I believe any business, I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're in the cell phone business, you're in the sock business. Look at this. My birthday's tomorrow. My mother-in-law gave me these. It's the monopoly guy on here throwing money. It's perfect. So if you're in the sock business, whatever business you're in, there is, an, there is a way to augment that business and capture all three of those types of recurring revenue or at least one or two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, you said so many, you said a mouthful there. One of the things that I think a lot of my listeners um, will get a lot out of is the fact that it's, you have to start with the end in mind. And there's a lot of people, especially we have a big base of real estate investors here, right? Right, Judge. And the challenge is that I think a lot of people get into real estate, not thinking I'm going to build a business that's sellable, or I'm going to figure out an exit in this play, or I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do on the back end of it. I'm just going to get into it. I'm going to try to make as much money as possible and turn it yeah. into, a cash, into a cash machine. Um, but, you know, figuring out what you're going to do on the back end is, is, is very, very imperative to, to figuring out what your business is all about. I know you talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah. And you, um, you DM that the whole group I've been, you know, kind of brought into have inspired me to, with two other partners to spin up Savage Capital, right? So we have a um, real estate investment company, which you're going to be amazing and, and, and give us a day of your time. But I'm building that company with the ability to sell it mm -hmm. right now. I'm going to cash flow it, but I'm going to build a brand. Mm -hmm. I'm going to build content. I'm going to build a brand. People are going to recognize that. And I'm going to have a suitor like we buy ugly houses or somebody at some point want that brand potentially, or I'm going to spin it off and do courses or training or whatever, but I'm going to take any business and I'm going to create ancillary, predictive, recurring revenue opportunities through massive fucking content and branding to give me the best position to always sell any asset I build. I love it. I love it. So I want to repeat that. You can be in the real estate business, folks, and you can still create a recurring revenue model. You can still do certain recurring revenue streams within the business through content, through a, a subscription service or through some sort of courses, memberships, you know, base. And so there's always ways to do the spinoff, even if your business maybe is not, doesn't seem like it fits that business at the front end. Right, Judge? Yeah. I mean, take any business. I, I don't care. I don't, you are a goat herder. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> you sure you herd goats and you do it on a project basis whenever people need goats herded. It's not even freaking existing, <laughs> right? That person could create a subscription or a membership model on how to become the best goat herder in the world. And that's an ongoing thing you pay for for that training. So anything can have recurring revenue. It's as business owners, we get so short-sighted and short-minded on just focusing, you know, right here, like this is only what's possible. This is the only amount of money I can make. And I can't, it can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. So many people start with, I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, guess what? You psychologically already lost. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take a sidetrack for a second before we jump into the, to the, the other book. And because I know you've been through a lot of hurdles, you've been through a lot of struggles. You, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of up and down that, that got you to the success that you're at today. So, Judge, can you tell us maybe a little bit of, you know, bad advice that you're hearing about in the industry today? Some of the things that you, that, that, you know, you've been through a lot and you understand a lot, but you can, you're also seeing a lot of the stuff that's going on out there in the industry today. Is there something you, you keep hearing over and over again that you know in the back of your mind is just like, man, why, why are they saying that? Maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, I think a lot of it is um, this idea of quick money. Mm -hmm. everybody is a freaking guru. Everybody's doing something and everything is, Hey, you go do this for, you know, five hours a week and look at me. I'm on my yacht. Listen, that's bullshit, right? I've never been in any business ever that it doesn't take massive effort, focus and risk, right? With the, with good strategy involved in order to be successful. So I would caution people on that, right? Just know anything you're going to get into you need to put in the work, you need to put in the dues, you're going to need to put in the risk, and it's going to be tough if you want to operate at the best level. The second piece of advice I would give um, out there is there's so many people right now that just live this mantra of getting bad, what I would call advice, mm. okay? They're seeking out, even though it's well-intended, they'll go seek out something from their spouse or their partner or a family member or a dear friend that loves them and it's well-intended, okay? But if you're seeking out and wanting an answer to something and you're asking the right question, but it's to the wrong person, you're going to get bad advice. You're not going to get counsel. So listen, if you want to be a multi-multi-millionaire, you want to work with a guy on how to scale and, and grow your company, you need to go find someone who's done what you want or more and talk to them with the same question. But I see it, it's, it, it's, 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 it's problematic. I mean, it's, it's yeah. systemic, right? And so people wonder why the fuck they're not growing, but they're, they're right. typically they're asking the right questions, but it's the wrong audience. Yeah. Bad data in, bad data out. The universe works in funny ways, man. I literally was just having this. I did a live video for my mastermind group this morning on the way to work about that exact subject. Who are we having conversations with? And are they the right conversations with the right people? right? It's the same concept because if you're not having the conversations that are getting you to the level that you want, or you could be having those conversations, but they're not with the people that are going to help you get to the level that you want. It's, it's, right. the, it's the same type of thing, right? I mean, totally well-intended. The people that are, that are in that conversation could be well-intended, but they're not capable of giving you the right advice, no matter how bad they want to. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so well-intended and it's not to you know, say you don't seek them to vent or for support, 
but you don't seek them for counsel. You hear me talk a lot about this, Joe. Don't take advice, get counsel. Two different things. Advice anybody can give you. Counsel is coming from someone who has what you want or more or has a certain knowledge or skill set that you have. I am, myself and my team, my partners, we are seeking Joe for counsel in the wholesale real estate game. Why? Because I fucking know by working with Joe and seeking that counsel, I can leapfrog and that's why I'm going to go seek Joe. Love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. The first part of what you said, Judge, was um, a lot of people need to get out there. They need to experience it. They need to take the punches. There's going to be some risk. There's no overnight push button success. Again, we talk about this stuff a lot and I think it's so true. So is there, is there a failure or, or, a, or a setback or something that's happened to you? I call it your favorite failure, right? Is there, is there something that's happened along the road of your success that set you back but has also leapfrogged you, helped you to maybe stumble but learn? Yeah, personal bankruptcy, 100%, right? So um, I talk a lot about in this book, plug in books here, scale mm-hmm. with speed, commit and burn the ships. Yeah. All right. So the concept is you're, you're on this beautiful boat. I always picture like a pirate boat, right? I don't, I just think it's cool. (laughs) And you roll up to an Island and around this Island is hundreds and hundreds of thousands of miles of water. I mean, no land in sight. And you dock that boat. When you get off the boat, you've docked it. Okay. If you like the Island, you can hang out or whatever. If you get tired of it, you can just hop back on the boat. Okay. The guy that gets off the boat and says, I'm committed to building a life on this freaking island, and he turns around, he douses the pirate ship with gas, freaking lights a match, that dude is committed, right? And that level of commitment, Joe, it it just empowers you because there's no other choice, right? You are fully all in, and I think psychologically – We need that to push through, right? When you always have a backup plan and the ability to do things, you can, you know, you you can just get back on the boat. But when you start to fail and there's no other way to get back on the boat, let me tell you, you learn from those failures quickly. And so mine was, I I got checked, right? I I built what I thought was this great company, small business of the year, youngest CEO, Comdex. I mean, I'm in my early 20s, just thinking I'm balling, right? Got a condo, all this shit and didn't have this. Mm. And I got punched in the fucking face and now I'm dead broke, right? I've, I've lost all my people. I'm newly married. I've got a baby on the way and I'm digging deep, brother. I mean, I'm fucking, it's deep for me. And that bankruptcy was my burn the ships, right? It was like, listen, I got with my wife and my support tribe and said, I can do one or two things. I can either go get a job. I can go continue to cry in the corner, which was happening. Time for to get out of the corner and I'm going to burn the ships and I'm going to go figure out because I know I can do better. Mm. But that failure was critical to my relentlessness, to my experience, to my ability to understand what it's like to really commit and, and continue to do what you want. Man. I love that, man. That was that, that. That's so deep, and it's so powerful, and it's so. 
it's so impactful. I, I see people that talk about how they're passionate about their side hustle all the time. And I just don't believe it. Right. Because it's bullshit. Yeah. When, it's a side hustle. <laughs> when you're passionate, like you're all in, man. Like it's impossible <laughs> to be passionate about something and, and not want to commit a thousand percent to it. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't understand it, but, but everything you just said is in alignment with, with somebody who wants to be all in, wants to burn the ships, wants to go full force on it and yeah. has no turn back. You know, yeah, it's, it's all and, and I'm not suggesting to be haphazardly with it, mm-hmm. but you can be strategic and methodical about it, right? I mean, if you're in that side hustle and you have your job, you should map out at some point, when is this now the opportunity not to be a side hustle yeah. and fucking go all in, quit yeah. being scared, right? It, it's, it, it's a cycle. We've been conditioned this way as kids, right? When you're growing up, no, stop. You can't do this. You can't do that. Right? Like. Yeah. It's something I think I do a bad job with my kids now, but when I look back on my childhood, my mom was like, you can do whatever you want. You want to go touch that? You're going to get burned, but go do it. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. But, but I think that mindset is, is, is a young child of, hey, you can do whatever you want. Just do it. Go experience it. It's, it's key, man. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and I and I and I want to I want to follow up on that by saying you're right, and I do mean get it get it dialed in and make sure you know what you're doing. Don't just quit your job, folks. But 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 you know you see these people that do it for months or years and they're successful, but they don't have the guts to just take take the leap of faith. Joe, they're the dreamers, right? You, you, yeah. you know, I'm doing this uh, this workshop AC boot camp with Matt Monero. Mm-hmm. It frames up the dreamers great to me. This is everybody at the, the, uh, the cocktail party you want to hang out with. These are the guys going, man, I got this idea. I'm going to make a billion dollars. But it's always a fucking dream. Yeah. Right? Eight months later, they're at the cocktail party with the gin and tonic, and it's the same conversation. There's never action. Yeah. Right? I think so many people, it's easy to dream, but it's, it's really hard to take action. It's, it's, and you're right. And, and it's, it's actually, you have to dig deep to take the action because that's when people will start to get uncomfortable and people don't want to get uncomfortable, right? It's, right. it's innate in us to try to stay as comfortable as possible. And in order to, to take the action and actually get outside of your comfort zone, it takes, it takes digging deep. It takes getting to that next level and, and it takes pushing yourself sometimes past where, where you want to go because, right. But, but, at the, but at the end, we both know that when you get past that point, that's when success happens. That's when, you know, you start to really live. That's when you start to actually feel, um, you know, the impact that you're starting to make on yourself. You're, you're, you're one failure away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to talk about uh, scale with speed. This, this to me, um, this was a game changer. This is a lot of what we talked about when, when I came down and visited you, um, you know, it's uh, there's there's so much impact in this book. Um, it's not just uh, it is it is a lot about the speed concept and the speed piece. I mean, you actually call speed the new currency in here. So yeah, totally. talk about talk about speed for a second. Talk about the, this book and uh, and 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 why everybody should have it. <clears throat> so speed, it's an acronym. So S is start with your end game. P is pick your niche. E is execute with speed. The other E is energize your culture and D is dominate your top priorities. Mm. And so I wrote this book out of a practitioner's lens, right? I mean, I am a real guy who's had real failures and real success. And I know what it's like to take on lines of credit. I know what it feels like to declare bankruptcy. I know what it feels like to have sleepless nights, not making payroll. I also know what it feels like to win at the highest level. 
And so I got tired of reading theoretical bullshit business books. There were a bunch of theories, it was a bunch of interviews, and I felt like, okay, that's great, but what do I do? Right. And in, in, in a lot of even some of the events I attend, and that's why my events now are going to be different. It's like, listen, that's great to give mindset. That's great to give examples, but sh- give me the blueprint. Like, what do I start doing now when I read this book and go? So it was under the guise of a simple book, super direct. And it's like, this is what you need to do. Here's how do you create a one page attack and conquer plan. Here's how you operate your business. Here's how you move fast. Here's how you create a culture. Here's how you dominate your revenue priorities. And so the book was written under that guise of, hey, when you read this, it should not only motivate you, but it gives you downloadable things to immediately take action as soon as the book's over. I love it. And one of my favorite takeaways, I mean, there's a lot of good takeaways, but I'm a practitioner of traction for years now. I've been paying an EOS coach for years. We've been in the traction practice and, you know, we have this long, complicated traction tool that we use every week with the VTO and the, like, for those of you that are into traction, you'll, you'll, you'll understand this. My favorite takeaway was the attack and conquer plan. I mean, it's like, just your entire business down to one page and it's absolutely like, it's game changing. I, I sat back after watching you do this, Judge, and I thought to myself, what have I been doing for these last four or five years that I've been in EOS? <laughs> And I thought that we had it dialed in. You know, I've been teaching people how to use EOS for yeah. the last four or five years. So the attack and conquer plan is, is, is to me, it's a game changer to make things simplified. Um, and you talk about eliminating redundancies. I think it eliminates a lot of redundancies, even in the traction plan, which I think is pretty much the standard for a lot of high level or, or let's say, um, you know, more advanced entrepreneurs in, in the space today. Yeah, I looked at, you know, uh, in, in everything I got as an inspiration from Mastering the Rockefeller Habits, Traction, Blue Ocean Strategy, and a book called Rework, right? So those four books kind of helped frame me as a entrepreneur that didn't have a ton of mentorship besides my business partner and books. And then I had to take that and create what I believed was faster easier and more effective. And that's how the attack and conquer plan came out, right? Who you are, what you do, what proof do you have? What's your niche tagline? What's the mission statement? What are the core values you're going to operate the business on? What are the, the annual profit and revenue goals? What are the quarterly actions? Who owns it? When's the date? And then what's the money sheet of how you're tracking and measuring it every single day? You know, there's nowhere to hide in my system. Yeah. Right. It's, there's just, you know, you weed out things really quick. So I'm going to tell every listener right now, Hey, you can rewind the last 25 seconds of what just happened and you can take a note and write all that down. You can also go get scale with speed and make sure you get the book and write all that down. I think probably 75% of small business owners have sat down in a room could not answer the 10 or 12 things that you just reviewed judge. No. I mean, how many times have you had that, that, that discussion with a business owner and they can't, they can't tell you everything that you just said. Yeah, and, and I push back, right? I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the classic scenario of the shoemaker with no shoes, mm-hmm. right? We, we get in business, we start making some money, and then we get myopic and everything, right? We're always looking like this, and we forget about the competitors, we forget about the customer, and we start talking to ourselves in a fucking room, yeah. right? And when you talk in that little room to whoever's in your little circle, you never expand and grow, right? You need to challenge who we are, why do people want it? What market leader content do we have? What are the competitors doing? 
right? How do we get better? How do I hold you accountable? That's what this thing does, man. I mean, it dials it in. And the AC Bootcamp is, is that, man. We're bringing in business owners similar to what we did in my house in one-on-one building out that 12-month roadmap right? Getting you structure, getting you culture, getting you positioned as the market leader. It's, you know, so many people just don't do it. So talk about that for a little bit. When, when is the event and and do you plan on having another one? I know this one's sold out, right? This one that's coming up. Yeah, We we have one, um, let me open it. It's in November. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have them probably every month or every other month because it's limited seating. It's only 20 or 30 people. The September is sold out, which is our alpha group. We have a Bravo that is, sorry, it's loading slow here. It is November 14th and 15th. Nice. And it's uh, here, you know, in Dallas, Texas and uh, acbootcamp.com. If anybody is interested, super excited about this new platform. Awesome. Awesome. And what's the format look like? I mean, tell, uh, you know, talk about what you guys, uh, you know, you talked about what you accomplished <laughs> there as far as what, uh, what they're going to go over. It's a two day event, right? It's a day and a half. And I mean, it's super intense. Yep. There, there's no guest speakers. There's homework assigned prior. Um, we do a thing called a predictive index test where we get your personality traits, how you are as a leader, as a manager. We then tell you, you need to do that for your whole team. So you know how to better be an effective leader. Um, we do a, a competitive analysis is a homework where I frame up how to do competitive analysis. Then we transition all of that into, we're going to teach six or seven core business concepts, how to get more recurring revenue, how to create market leader positioning, how to become niche, all these things that are critical, how to build a correct org chart, how to manage people. But more importantly, it's going to translate into a one-page attack and conquer plan that's going to have your positioning, who you are, what you do, why you do, what proof do you have, your niche tagline, your mission statement, your culture, how you live that culture, your goals, your actions, your owners, and a framework to immediately on Monday get that thing dialed in and start executing against the next 12 months. So if you guys can't tell just by listening to Judge that you're going to be doing this thing, these things with speed by the time you leave <laughs> then, I mean, I got nothing for you, right? <laughs> it's just amazing. It's amazing to, to, to hear you I mean, it, it brings me back to when I was sitting in that office with you. You know, the, 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 the pace that you go through these things is obviously the pace that you push your teams, it's the pace that you push, you know, your, your, your uh, accountability to the people that work for you. Um, talk to us about how you work your day-to-day, how you do, you know, how you run some of your businesses, what that culture looks like, yeah. and how you drive that culture. Yeah, let's take Savage, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Savage Capital, listen, I, I – you live off of a core values, right? And those people have to be aligned by those core values and they have, the core values have to benefit the customer and you have to empower your team against these core values, right? So at Savage, we have core values, right? And we're empowered by those, you know, whether it's speed, whether it's fearless, whatever that core value we're living. And then you bring structure, right? Savage Capital has a one-page attack and conquer plan. We have daily meetings at 10.04. So as soon as I'm off of this with you, I'm on a call with my partners and our team and we have a 10-minute call. And on that call, we've set up a framework of the things that we're interested in measuring. I want to understand activity levels. I want to understand current leads. I want to understand contracted deals. And I want to understand what we're doing today and what was accomplished yesterday. Okay? And we... 
then if there's any housekeeping things, if there's a marketing campaign or whatever, we talk really briefly about that. If there's any decisions that need to be made on that call, we make them right there. If anybody needs any help, we talk about that and we do all that in 10 minutes. Okay. Then the rest of everybody's day is about fucking action. Mm. What, coming out of that call, how do I go from activity to lead to contract to fund it? Yeah. That's all I care about. Okay. Everything else to me is noise. Yeah. Everything else we have to do in our off time to get that thing dialed in. Then I have a standing in-person Wednesday meeting that goes an hour to two hours and we talk about the fundamentals that we need to do to grow the business. Marketing campaigns, telemarketers, uh, you know, content strategy, uh, meeting with Joe, uh, dialing in more technology. And that's it, man. I mean, that, that's how I run that thing. I think, I think it's amazing. I, I do a very similar structure, 15 minutes every morning, hour and a half, 9.30 on Monday morning, I run the companies. And people think it's, it's amazing that you can only have these, these mini meetings every day. How do you, 15 minutes, you run the company. I think one of the biggest challenges with companies right now is they have meetings upon meetings upon meetings for no Nothing reason. Nothing gets done. They just love to meet. You know? They, they, they want to meet and there's no action, there's no clear agenda, there's no owners, and there's no accountability. Yeah. Okay? When you do that, I've lived that, I've seen it, you are fucked. Your yeah. business will go away, but if you run it daily and you have it dialed in and it, you hold people accountable and there's things to measure, you only need 10 minutes. And by the way, guys, if you're listening, this is called working on your business. These are the things when we say working in your business versus working on your business, this is leadership stuff. This is a visionary business uh, that you have, to, you have to do, right? This is not stuff you can delegate. You, this is if you own a business, this is working on it. This is the stuff that you have to pay attention to. And you can't bail out on this. You can't take, you know, three or four days off and not make this call because this is how your business runs. If you want to run a business and you can't spend 15 minutes a day running it, then you need to sell the business or get out of it, right? Yeah, and, and people talk about, I mean, this is speed, right? Speed is consistency. Speed mm -hmm. is momentum. Speed is taking action and making decisions now, right? And so if you don't have rhythm and you don't have frequency, you have less opportunity to make decisions. I believe the more frequently I'm making decisions, the more progress we're making. Most business owners, they want to meet every other week or, well, guess what? Decisions linger, things compound, nothing fucking gets done. Guess what? My company now is going to be four weeks ahead of yours because you've been fucking lazy and you're waiting two weeks. That's right. That's right. Decisive action. You guys heard it here first. Awesome. Awesome. So judge, I mean, every time I talk to you, you're upbeat, you're smiling, you're, you're, you're cranking, dude, you're moving, you're doing a hundred miles an hour. You're either texting me about Savage or, or you're, you're doing something else, but there's gotta be times when you get overwhelmed and you get stressed out and you still have a bad day. So like, what do you do? What do you, what do you, what do you turn to? What do you, what do you do to relax? What do you do to, to get past the stress? What do you do when, when things aren't going your way? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I love business. And we talked about this when you're down. I mean, the, the art of putting together a brand and building a team and, and winning is my drug, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, I love it so much that, you know, my wife and I, we have to have conversations about, you know, hey, you've got to, and my wife's amazing because she empowers me and knows that that's my drug, but mm. also it can be somewhat unhealthy at some point. <laughs> and so we dial back. And so, I mean, how I handle that stress is, you know, I've created a, a lifestyle and an ability where, you know, I'm, I'm the head coach of my uh, son's football team. 
both of my sons, well, for one of my son's football teams, um, we're playing in Cowboys Stadium on Sunday. How cool nice. is that, that right? Is awesome. So, you know, it's, it's releases like that. It's hanging with the boys. It's coaching. You know, I need to do more working out, but it's, it's that as well. I mean, there's a lot to be said when I stay consistent, um, which you are, Joe. I mean, I can see it, man. You're, you're looking better. Your, 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 your color. I mean, I just, your, your, your mental capacity. When you get in that rhythm of getting up early, um, you know, drinking less, hitting the gym, eating better, you know, those things, it release toxins and stimulate endorphins to be better. So I would say, you know, healthy lifestyle and working out are key to mitigate high pressure and stress. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing the difference it makes. And I talk about routine all the time. People want to know why their, their lives are in, uh, in, 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 in consistent chaos. It's like you got to start with a consistent right. routine. Just get up in the morning. It's not that hard, guys. Well, get organized, right? I mean, yeah. we, we live in chaos because of the lack of clarity and organization. Mm. And by being disciplined and bringing clarity to who you are, what you do, and why you do it with the proper organization, you can now get up at six and by, you know, dude, I used to, when I was cranking with my agencies, I was getting up at five and I was, you know, I would get to the office, call it at 645 and from 6.45 to 8.30, dude, I was dialed in. Yeah. That was my time. And by the time that company came, I had already accomplished what most people would take eight hours. And then the rest was just optimization. Yeah. Right? So get organized, get clarity, and get disciplined. And, you know, that's 50% plus a success. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. A couple silly questions, Judge. <clears throat> what purchase recently last 12 months a hundred hours or less what purchase do you like the most something small you bought yourself a hundred dollars or less um i know you have i know you have all kinds of funny toys no no i'm just trying a uh, hundred dollars or less i actually I'm, I'm trying to look around here uh as silly as it sounds it's probably like if my wife was making fun of me last night i'm looking at it i've really got into all these tripods yeah so like a, it's a Joby tripod and now I'm ordering like five because it's like I'm doing a live and I'm at football practice. I need one. I have one in my truck. I've got yeah. two on my desk over here. Like, so dude, I know it sounds silly. I carry one around in my bag all the time. Yeah, there you go. I know exactly what you're talking about. So that's great. Yeah. So that would be something I really liked. that was under a hundred bucks. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So besides your own book, you can't say, you can't name your own book, but what book do you gift the most? Uh, mastering the Rockefeller habits. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Um, any other, uh, any other things that I missed before we go? I'm we're approaching 40 minutes. I want to respect your time. Any other questions we didn't cover? Yeah, no, man. I, uh, for everybody listening to Joe, Joe's the real freaking deal. Listen, I don't spend my time with people I don't believe are the real deal. And, uh, you know, he is, uh, is a person of character, family, uh, business, sharp guy. So I want to tell you, I appreciate your friendship and, uh, everything you do. I really appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, you heard it here, and you guys got to follow Judge. Make sure you guys pick up Scale with Speed. Make sure you pick up Mastering uh, Recurring Revenue. Buy them both on Amazon. They come, they get, they get delivered to your door. Buy 20 copies and hand them out to your friends. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. Judge, thank you so much for yeah, of course, man. us with your presence on the show. We appreciate you, man. Yeah. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks. See ya.